0: biggest thing that I think that it's given me is, is to be able to believe in myself, you know, and um, definitely having the, the option to be able to go out and run is um, is really good and you know it's a the the, the people that we meet along that journey is, is good and it's healthy, you know, it's um, connecting with pro social networks and, and it is helping us a lot. nakoto Katoa call Odyssey House Speed Freaks
1: Rato call Matt Raymond toquingua. Ko Ujian Bingham TNA. Cordichich Radio Mato. menga kaiomangaho. Mega sale. Is it, this just not like
2: any normal sale?
1: It's not like a normal sale, mate. It's a mega, it's a sale. mega sale. Further faster. Yeah. September 13th, 14th, and 15th are having a Mega Sale.
2: That's like, like a really, 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 really big yeah, one.
1: Absolutely. Is there enough release? I'm not going to say that again like that because I wake my daughters up they their sleep. But look, Further Faster wanted us to let you know that in the store, in Otuatahi, Christchurch, they're having a mega sale and um, heaps of stuff off, heaps of stuff. Get on the website, have a look what they've got. Um, they're t- having talks in the shop. Mm. They're having a little bit party. They're having lots of things, so go to furtherfaster.co.nz or pop into the shop in Otuatahi, which is Christchurch, and check out their mega sale. Mega sale. Mega sale. Did you know, Eugene, Oh, have you been chewing through those gels? I've been powering those gels I did. My spring energy. Yes. Spring energy gels. Yes. I've been eating so many of them. Yes. I've become a spring energy gel. I've been using the McRae recovery stuff. I've never recovered after anything in my life and now I'm like must have one when I finish working out. Ha- just ha- spoiler find Fine working out. Like, oh, just, like uh, I've walked uh, blasting, the hall. My, blasting oh, I need my buns. A yeah, recovery. yeah. It's called it's called a it's called a repeat. They go to the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a repeat. I need a gel for that. They're tasty. They're delicious. They're really good. And they've got like I like them, they've got rice in them. They've yes. got banana in them, which I'm actually coming around to. I'm more banana adjacent. Now the yeah, banana well, reverse. no, to
2: be fair, you've been anti-banana, but you're on yeah, path <laughs> to banana friendship.
1: No, I'm sort of banana acquaintance or adjacent to banana. But anyway, look, for the deuce... Not to say that you're becoming a banana. No. I'm becoming a gel
2: for the from anti-gels.
1: De- but... <laughs> they really are delicious. They though. are the... delicious. Springenergy.co.nz. Go and check it out. It's real food. It's natural food. It's delicious. It tastes like what it says on the packet... It doesn't make you feel like punching yourself in the face if you've had a couple of them on a run, like, I'm sorry, other gel companies, your products have always done to me. Even though I thought I should eat you, they still made me feel disgusting.
2: Did you punch yourself in the
1: face? Uh, Maybe mentally a couple of times during my first Kepler. Mm. Um, But (laughs) if we're ranting, DCR Spring, 10% off any uh, spring energy purchase at... MySpringEnergy.co.nz
2: Fantastic. Use D- that code, people.
1: DCR what spring.
2: DCR Spring. I think you just said it and I talked over the top of you.
1: DCR Spring. At Spring Energy. MySpringEnergy.co.nz My Is your Zygos 4 pack from Ultraspire enveloping you like the sweet kiss of an angel or being back in the womb? I hadn't Probably thought of less, it in
2: those terms. less mucus. I hadn't thought of it in those terms, but yeah, yeah now you mention it fantastic
1: we it's a thing uh, of beauty we're the proud recipients and grateful recipients of the new zygos 4 yes from ultra spy 14 liter pack and um the thing is phenomenal i've had three zygos packs yeah i don't like to you know have you had three have you got are you like og zygos yeah wow i've had three
2: yeah Yeah. and i love them
1: and this one is just even more lovable such a big step up such a big step up we have got the Zygos 4, the Alpha 4, uh, the Lumen waistband, Ultraspire.co.nz. They make fantastic gear. Check them out. In fact, we are standing here. Look at this. This is a, a, a lime green Alpha 1 that Rebecca still wears. Yeah. Uh, Steve Neary used to wear one of those packs too. Steve Neary yeah. fondly remembered. Legend yeah. of our sport. Yeah. Uh, he wore one of these and it's hanging on the back of the door. Fantastic. Right in our fun. studio. Right in our studio slash bedroom. Not, Not our bedroom. Our bedroom. Um, we're building that, but um, the studio, Might. not the bedroom, well, could could put a cock down, but anyway, ultraspy.co.nz, fantastic gear, we love them, they take care of us, we'll take care of you, take care of each other. And you'll love them.
0: Ditchitch Radio.
1: to wiki o te Māori, mm. and episode Kioka. 59. We made it. yeah, Ty. Awesome. Welcome everyone. Welcome. Yeah, and we made it. How do I? How do my. It's important. Kia ora te Yeah. So, yeah. Today is. is important. It is. And the Odyssey House Speed Freaks are important. And this is um, a really important conversation that Eugene organized and, and, and facilitated with Stephanie and Ray from Odyssey House in Christchurch. And we're absolutely privileged to yeah. be bringing it to you this evening. Well, this evening whenever you get this podcast but this was a fantastic conversation this feels
2: like something different doesn't it it feels it, like something really i mean all all of our conversations we have ended up being being meaningful and deep in their own ways but this one just transcended to something else yeah because so for those of you who don't know odyssey house is a addiction treatment yes
1: it's program. an inpatient and yep. out, or a residential and outpatient treatment program mm, for and the Speed Freaks is a running program that they have
2: within Odyssey House where the residents can take part voluntarily. They don't have to. Yeah. They opt to uh, to get involved as runners. And so we had a we were yeah, really lucky to have a conversation with
1: Stephanie. Stephanie Schnoor and yep. Ray, who yep. is one of the residents who um very bravely mm got up and spoke to us uh, about his part in the program yep. and what it means to him. And what it's meant to him and mm. how the Speed Freaks program, and, and you'll note that that's a very confrontational name, yep, they're called the Speed Freaks because the majority of the men who are in that program are addicted to methamphetamine and methamphetamine is a massive problem in New Zealand and addiction is a massive problem in New Zealand, Aotearoa and... It's something that isn't really talked about. I think in trial running, you know, we're kind of privileged and we talk about mental health a lot. And perhaps we just leave it there. We go, yay, mental health, mental health. But we need to also look at other things that affect mental health, such as addiction. Mm. And addiction is hard because addicts, people who are dependent on substances like methamphetamine, end up doing some stuff that is unpleasant. Mm. You know, that my house was br- broken into couple of months ago and yeah. I could bet you 10 bucks that the person who broke into our house and stole our jewelry was selling it or swapping it for methamphetamine yeah probably
2: so the consequences uh, flow on don't they, they and do. and it's you know what was interesting was to hear the story of how running is pushing things back the other way it's yeah. part part of the I mean, this is not a silver bullet we're not saying yay running saves you know saves the day Yep. It's it's more complicated than that. And yeah. Ray talks very eloquently and openly and, as Matt said, bravely about his journey and the part that running has played in it. Stephanie is a program leader at Odyssey House, yep. was instrumental in getting it off the ground and talks about it from the sort of, well, I guess maybe it goes way beyond a
1: treatment tool. It, well, it's not accessory to, the, to no. the program, so it's not something that they do, I guess, for fun, it's 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 participant led, it's community led. It takes on that whole na- uh, notion of therapeutic community. The staff come in and run with the men. It is something that they've uh, integrated as a part of the treatment. It's not you have the treatment and then you do the running. It's part of the treatment. Um, Stephanie Schnorr, she has run Comrades several times. Yeah. yeah. Um, keen ultramarathoner. and um, Jamie Hawker. Yeah who is Scotty Hawker's dad, yep. is coaching these men and gives mm. up his time voluntarily. These men attend races um, and they're for- foraying into the trails. Yeah. They're taking on the crater Rim. Yeah, no joke. And this is massive in yeah. terms of, you know, delaying gratification, working towards stuff. Um, this is a huge step for these men. And this is actually something, you know, give this conversation a chance and listen to this because this is a voice in Aotearoa that is seldom heard. Yeah, And this is a voice within the banner of mental health that is seldom heard. Absolutely. So you can tell
2: by the way that we're basically raving about this conversation that we're we're really excited to bring it to you. We don't think it's a conversation you will have heard anywhere else. We think it's really important. And if you haven't heard about Speed Freaks, you're in for a treat. Absolutely. You're going to be inspired and you will... Be inspired to act and do something. Yeah, so,
1: absolutely. Yeah. On sorry, can show. I say one more? Huh. Thing. Yes, you may. You in may. terms of, of mental health, may. and we talk about yay, we're mental health. It's not enough anymore to just go yay, mental health. So what we need to consider is the systems within which we work in. And I'm kind of jazzed up about this. I've sorry, I've been I've been all day teaching all day about mental health, and what we need to be talking about is thinking about things that impact on addictions, mm. like uh, inequality. Um, like different access that people have, and ways to engage around that is mm. more than just going yay mental health. It's about actually going out, educating yourself around addiction, yep. looking at supporting, um, doing what Jamie Hawker is doing, like, yeah, doing what giving you know, up your time, doing the mahi. Engaging face yeah. to face, Kano he he face to face with these people. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, I'm a bit impassioned about this, but hey. it's something that I do for a living, and um, it's super important because really, do you hear people like Ray having a voice?
2: Yeah. And we we're proud to bring him so proud his voice forward, you know, and and having having a part in that process. So yeah, just stick around. It's a it's a great conversation. Look.
1: Feels like we're a bit grown up. Yeah, it does. <laughs> we got our first merch landed last week. It did. Man, and I, it looks it was great. It really does look great. Yeah. Uh, thanks to Jace at DGL yeah. who sorted this out with that. And um, thank you to Sarah who did the graphic design. Yeah. We've looks also fantastic. Got, we've also got another little bit of merchandise landing next week, which we can't quite talk about. But I'm excited. It's something that I actually never thought would happen in a million years. And no. if if you'd have started yeah. thinking about Dirt Church Radio, and you'd have thought, mm, "I wonder if this will happen?" Yeah, yeah. It's so stay tuned. Stay for tuned. That. Yeah. Hey, I just want to say a huge thank you to your wife Rebecca,
2: who basically banged our heads together, got us going on the merchandise thing, yeah, and and took it by the scruff of the neck and organized everything and made sure that you people who ordered one uh, actually got one yes uh, so yep. thanks Rebecca yep. and happy anniversary thank you it was your anniversary last week it was it there was mm. hey we you know I guess following on from the Speed Freaks uh, you know engaging conversations Nikki Kemble last week oh
1: that was amazing it was a great conversation that was really it? really amazing and mm. it's I mean I love engaging in these conversations and I love uh, honest well doing this it's rare that I get a chance to listen back yeah I listened to, uh, the other day I was doing, I was doing housework, I listened to Nikki and John back to back to back to back. Yep. And apart from the, the rambling at <laughs> the start and the finish, their conversations w- were fantastic and Nikki's was really amazing. I Hopefully uh, our ramblings in between are
2: fantastic yeah, as no, well. they're pretty good. No, it's but, fantastic, but you know, yeah. stick around for them. Uh, yeah, Nikki, just incredible. What a, you know, a legend, a doyen. Yeah, we can use the word doyen.
1: Yeah, she is fantastic absolutely and, and i've I, I, been there done that won that yeah and i loved how she honestly you know she goes yes i'm really privileged to be you know a, a trailblazer but i also stand on the, the shoulders of yeah. other women yeah and yeah i would have liked x amount of dollars in a sex sponsorship deal yeah for she doing talks, what I, mean, I like, was doing
2: oh, that was so refreshing of her to absolutely. talk about you know that taste of sour grapes yeah and you know, of course she would. Of course she would. But for her to kind of admit it was, you know, it just shows how brave she is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. How, how you, you been? No, I'm good, man. You're I'm good. You've been teaching. Uh, yeah. You've been running like a boss. So have you? Yeah.
1: And how did you? You've been uh driving your son around. It says. Yep. <laughs> I, I did notice a kind of a, 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 a you smell more exotic. I do. You smell like. Lynx Africa. Lynx Africa.
2: Yeah. So I basically was on school driver, school van driver duties uh, for Kieran's bas- school basketball tournament. Um, van full of teenage boys. My biggest concern was suffocating from Lynx. And did you? oh well, I'm here today. Cool. To tell a, tell the survival story. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, Yeah. I, I made it. I made it. It was going to go two ways, really, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. You they going crash the van. Or, yeah. Or...
3: Yeah. yeah. Anyway,
2: but bit. no, no, we got there and it was good fun and... Um, you know, it was the year 13 tournament for Kieran and five of his mates, so we've had 22 years of watching school kids sport ended on Saturday. Wow. Yeah, that was the last time we'll go along to a school sports event. It's kind of momentous, sad slash proud day.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. I don't yeah. care.
2: Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, well done, Suzanne, who was managing the team, yeah. and my wife. and You know, it's good to get involved with the kids. It do is. it, do it, do it, and Riverhead relapse.
1: Yeah, I would have a hell of a bang. I would have lost the bet, but it's uh, if you're thinking about entering the LPS, don't muck around, don't sleep. <laughs> no, yeah. there ain't many places left. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah it's gone off really. It well. It has gone off. So, and how many you- places in total? Uh, seventy seven for the last person standing, seventy seven teams in the relay. Yeah. So uh entries are open. It's actually w You can either get there at lactic or you can get there at Riverhead uh backyard, rel- uh, backyard relaps dot or actually it's not that at all, it's riverhead relapse. Riverhead relapse
2: dot That's it. Yeah. We'll put all the links in the show notes so you don't have to remember them as you're running along. Hey, there was a, a result that we missed from well, it came out after we recorded the show last week from the North Range Trio. Yep. Yeah. Go for it. Well, uh, there was a two course records in the women's, in yes. the fifty K and the 25K. And the 50K uh Fiona Hayweiss, yes. 44715, smashed the women's record by half an hour. Yeah. Uh, Nick Johnson, 350-51, defended his title. No surprises there. No what surprises Nick? there, yep. And in the 25K, Ewan Campbell defended his title from 2018, 137.50. Uh, while Debbie Donald stepped up from her Humdinger win in 2018 to win the Traverse in a new course record of 151.57. Wow. Yeah.
1: And the whole block Humdinger 12.5. I like it, the Humdinger. Yeah, I like it. That? Humding is a good word I'm 12.5k So Matthew Brent Winning the men's race In a time of 54.35 Which is a sick time for 12k mm. With Emma Patterson Peterson sorry Winning the ladies race In 103.57 Yeah
2: And Fiona Hayverse uh, Who of course We had on She was an early guest Of ours And she it's was. about time We she got her She was the back second on. guest She ever. was numero two Yeah Paul mm. Rua, Rua. <laughs> There we go. So she said uh, on her social medias, "Yes, body and mind were up to the task at the North Range Show. A welcome confidence boost, boost. Eight weeks out from the twenty-four hour world champs. That's that amazing. is a good team they've got going. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm really excited. Oh. Can't wait to see how they yeah. all do.
2: So yeah,
1: that was it. Was a,
2: a really amazing uh, set of results there. A couple of couple of course records. Yeah. I just wanted to mention quickly.
1: Please, Ellie Dixon. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So,
2: one week she goes out and smashes the 50k world record at the 50k world championships. Yeah. In Brasov, Romania. Yep. 307.20. Not content with that, she goes out and sets another world record one week later. Yes. Running the fastest half marathon dressed as a superhero.
1: Fantastic. Yeah.
2: So, she was Wonder Woman, uh-huh. the um, Great North Run. And uh, finished in one eighteen twenty seven dressed as Wonder Woman.
1: Wow! There you go. So she's and she's uh, raising money for the Saint Benedict's Hospital. So mm. so far she's raised two thousand three hundred euro.
2: Yeah, I think it's a hospice actually. Is this hospital here? Yeah, I know. But I think I heard somewhere it was a hospice. But anyway, okay. hospital hospice. But anyway, she's two world record holder in one week. She's yeah. pretty good. Pretty it's a, good.
1: It's a pretty good week. Mm. So we promised that we would, and we are. Yes. Brooke Van Renen. Yes. Running Man on a Mission. Te Araroa, the te Araroa Trail, which traverses the whole of New Zealand. Aotearoa. All of oh, oh, And is uh, probably listening to more prog metal than any one man should. Um, day 18 today. Waipu Cove to Manga- Mangawai Heads. I was joined in this morning by our awesome host Trevor on his bike for a few kilometres of the four-wheel road section. I note that's an e-bike, Trevor, you duty checked dirty cheat. Uh, before <laughs> carried on through the Brinduin Trail farmland and then the epic Bream Trail, Mangawai Heads walkway, and finally finishing today's section at Mangawai before it started raining very heavily with thunder and lightning thrown in for good measure. One more day in Northland. So he's working his way... Mm. Steadily south, and it's towards a, Tamaki Makoto. Yeah, towards Tamaki Makoto, towards Auckland. But it's mm. an it's an awesome effort, and yeah, to be getting up and doing that day in, day out, day That's in, day out, thing. day in, day out, day in.
2: Yeah, it's and it's one thing to, you know, talk about it. He's out there doing it. He's it's something he's looked forward to for so long. I just love following his updates, and you know, get out there and support him. Uh, run with him when you can. And uh, also, importantly, contribute to his fundraising effort Absolutely. for the Mental Health Foundation.
1: Your... Know That sounded like a really excellent segue before you all should know that I just stopped the uh, recording. Oh, I thought you were doing it like a pro. No. Like a total pro. Right. Stuff You Should stuff Know. Stuff You Should
2: Know. So, I had talked about I was going to run the North Shore Marathon.
1: And I was going to run the North Shore Marathon too. But I didn't.
2: Life intervened in your case? Yeah, my whanau needed me home, so I stayed home. And a thunderstorm intervened in my case. I heard.
1: I got up to thunder and lightning. Uh... It was a humongous
2: storm, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was bonkers.
2: So basically about 3.30, quarter to 4, I woke up to the sound of thunder and lightning thinking,
1: hmm. Yeah.
2: And so when my alarm went off about 10 past 4, I thought, first thing I'm going to do is check my email. And sure enough, there from the race organisers at four o six was the inevitable marathon has been cancelled. Uh, we're still going to have the half, which yep. was so the marathon was due to start at five thirty, half was due to start at seven forty five. So they pressed ahead and had the the half, but the marathon itself was cancelled. Right. So I mean, this you can imagine what ensued.
1: Was there um, an understanding of the difficult and fraught choice that race directors have managing participant safety versus the, um, the rub, the fact that they've worked really, really hard to put in an event for really razor-thin margins, and an understanding by the community that, you know, hey, these things happen, you can't predict thunderstorms, and perhaps we should all just accept that sometimes these things happen? Well, in some cases,
2: yes. What has happened? People went, some people went bananas. Did they? Yeah. (laughs) What? (laughs) On the socials? (laughs) On the social medias. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, it's just just a reminder that take a chill pill. Take a deep breath. You know, I, of course it was disappointing. I wanted to run a marathon that day. Uh, Some people just went ahead and ran the marathon and good on them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is the second marathon that has been cancelled on me. The last one was in 1999 in Rotorua. Right. I'd be writing to the editor. <laughs> That's right. What's what's the address for the ODT? Right. So I, you know, of uh, it's, course it's disappointing. But, yeah, as I said, some people just went ahead and ran it themselves, which was totally fine. That's their call. Uh, I chose to just, I went along, actually I went back to sleep for a little while. Yeah. And then I got up. Went for a run beforehand, ran the half and then had a bit of a run afterwards. Yeah. So got some distance, not the marathon distance. Yeah. Uh, had a good time, still caught up with heaps of people. Lots of people who said hey about the Church Radio. Thank you for the thank you for
1: saying awesome. hello and thank you for listening. Uh but just, you know, keep your hat on. And as actually, as someone who has put on races, I'd say that it's heartbreaking to consider cancelling one. Yeah. You know? Of course. I think about like root burn yeah. the last two years. UTMF. Had, UTMF. Yeah. UTMB. They've yeah. shortened that They've a had to shorten times. that a couple of times. You know? It's well, it's heartbreaking.
2: Yeah, it is. And and of course, um, you know, it's not just about the runners. And and also the other thing to consider is, you know, trail races you're carrying compulsory gear. A marathon like that, you just you know, have people out there in T shirts. You mm. know, admittedly it's in a urban environment, so but the thing to consider is the volunteers. Yeah, And, yeah, the and in marshals. that race, lots of the marshals were kids. They were like, you know, sports groups and scout right. groups, fundraising, presumably. So you've got these kids standing out there. Who knows what's going to happen? It's hard to predict the weather, especially in Auckland. When you've got a thunderstorm on your hand, I think, tough, but right call to yep. make. And suck it up, people. And, and lots of people did.
1: And I'm sure if someone got electrocuted or blown off North Head mm. or yeah. something like that, there would have been quite a bit on the, oh, so, on the socials yeah
2: yeah they would have been there would have been but um, you know remember that you sign a waiver when you enter a race yes you, you do acknowledge, you acknowledge that it's race directors call so just when that happens just you know shrug your shoulders get on with it and um, be happy people
1: it's only a run it's only a run
2: there you go right speaking of runs
1: so it's time, the time for greatest, the greatest run, run ever
2: which for some people might have been the North Shore Marathon
1: <laughs> if I'd have got a chance to run it <laughs> be my greatest run ever so that's okay. the part of the show where we ask you to write into us and tell us your greatest run ever it doesn't have to be a race or a mountain summit it might just be a run around the block it might be a north shore marathon could be um, or not or a half marathon or a half marathon or something that's sung to you for some reason uh send it into us at dirtchurchradio gmail.com or via our social media and this is from Ginny didinsky from the curato district which is the bottom end of lake Taupo, which if you don't know what Lake Taupo is, go look at it. It's a big lake. Massive crater. Huge. Mm. Not a caldera. It's a crater. Yeah, anyway, full of water. It's a lake. Geography. That's right. Te Awa. A lake. It's a lake in today. Anyway, my greatest run ever is the Taihape <laughs> Thai Half Marathon in 2018. But you... Bet you You never never saw saw that that coming. Coming. Well, actually, no. I I didn't consider that anything in Thai happy. No, I'm showing my, uh, I'm showing my big city bias there. My greatest run ever is the Thai Happy Half Marathon in 2018. But I bet you never saw that coming. Whoever talks about Thai happy, right? I've run to keep fit for a long time, but until fairly recently, I'd never run more than about five kilometres, and at a stretch, the odd eight or nine kilometre leg of the Topol relay. But then a couple of years ago, my life changed hugely with the end of my marriage. I found myself in a farm cottage, feeling weirdly like I was starting my adult life all over again, but suddenly, with shared custody of our kids, a bit more time on my hands a couple of days a week. I remember the first time I went out for a run, and I realized I didn't have to rush back, so I just kept on going. A friend told me I needed an event to aim for, and because I'm a rural girl, the idea of a city event didn't appeal. Cue the Taihape Half Marathon. An hour and a half down the road. Wow, you're not a, you're actually you're more Taihape adjacent. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you're an hour and a half outside of Taihape. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Uh, I'd heard it was hard because a lot of the runners on unsealed roads, but I thought that it sounded right up my alley. I'd no doubt be seeing some sheep along the way, which would be comforting for me. I added that last bit in. I downloaded the training program and followed it semi-religiously. I turned up on a chilly March morning, no idea what I was doing. I asked some entrants who looked like proper runners whether I should wear my trail shoes or my road shoes. Road shoes would be fine, they said. So on they went with my camelback, a few sherbet lollies, and a little bottle of pineapple juice. She's put lol, and I think that's cute too. Lol, and off we went. I'm a slow runner, and I let everyone get ahead of me. I think I was about third from the back. The course website said there was a tough hill at the beginning, and we were going up one, but it wasn't really that steep. And I was passing a few people. the bigger The, the bigger hill must have been just round the corner. But then we were heading downhill for ages on the tar seal. I just like running downhill. What? Uh, for ages, on the I disliked running downhill. I ran on the verge for a while for a bit of variety. Then we hit the metal. I know how to run on this little steps, shuffling along, but going at a good pace, passing a few more people going up each hill. At about fourteen kilometres, the course doubles back on itself, and I realised only a handful of women had come back past me. I turned for home and decided I was going okay. Drank my pineapple juice as I was passing a marshal beside a bridge. He asked what it was, and I told him it was a pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon the umbrella would get in the way, though. <laughs> yeah, then true. all of a sudden, we were back on the tar seal one kilometre to go. I've still got gas in the tank, so I hammer it down the hill, past a couple of people, and sprint through the finish line. The name of the girl i just run past is read out after mine, and I realise it's someone I've known and haven't seen for years. I turn and hug her, and within minutes, my old acquaintance, nowadays a firm friend, is asking me if I want to join a team for the, upcoming, uh, for the inaugural Ring of Fire race. I check my race time and I can't believe it. I'm the third woman home in one hour and 57 minutes. I'd secretly hope to do two hours and beyond stoked for, with that time. I take off my green Thai happy half marathon number 257 and decide it's going to be an important thing to keep. This, my first half marathon, taught me the value of proper training, of running your own race, and it showed me that I'm capable of far more than I thought I was. It was the beginning of a new phase of physical capability for me, but also of mental strength and self-belief. In no way has running alone helped me navigate this current chapter of my life, but it has been hugely helpful. And I'll always look back on the 2018 Thai Happy Half Marathon as a day where I learned that our limits are only those that we impose on ourselves. Jenny Jenny, thank you so much. It is awesome. The vulnerability that people express on these is, is really um Yeah. It's it's touching. Yeah. And I feel very privileged. I'm sorry yeah. I made a joke about sheep. I mean, you sort of started it, so I she finished, started it. I finished
2: so, it. So yeah, you did. You, you had to. But Jenny, you know, as Matt said, thank you for your vulnerability. the vulnerability. Second week in a row that someone has talked about, you know, going through a relationship breakup and yeah. and running kind of helping part of that. And I like that Jenny acknowledges that running. It's not that running alone has helped. No, it's been a part of it, and yes. that's kind of what we talk about too, don't we? Absolutely. You know, it's not the silver bullet, but it can help. No. And you know, look what it did for you, and where it's got you today, and those friendships as well are just as important as the fitness, so wow, thank you so much.
1: Right. Moving on, thinking about yeah having running as part of something that is uh, consequential in people's lives, uh, the Speed Freaks has been going since 2017, and it's the men's running group out of Otuatahi, Christchurch, uh, Odyssey House, residential uh, alcohol and other drug program. And I say alcohol, another drug, because alcohol is, after all, a drug. A drug. Um, the name Speed Freaks was given by a resident in the running group uh, when they first established it. And it was seen as perhaps, um, not confrontational, but it is on the nose, isn't yeah. it? And, and yeah. it's also... It, it it's is deliberately that, so. It, it's deliberately so. Um, as as we said at the start, uh, we spoke to Stephanie Schnorr and we spoke to Ray. Obviously, we're not giving his last name for a reason. Um to protect him, but they spoke with uh, openness, with uh, courage, with integrity, with self-reflection. Um, this program is extremely helpful, and these people need your help. Actually, if you've got old, you know, if you've got old running shoes or running shoes that have, you know, you've done a couple of hundred k in, and you think, well, I could pass these on. You know, what better recipients? Um, this is an amazing. Amazing conversation and truly privileged to have it. So, uh, without further delay, here's the Speed Freaks. Church Radio.
2: All right. Well, joining us from Christchurch, we have St- Stephanie Schnoor and Ray from the Speed Freaks program. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi.
3: Yeah. Love you lovely to be here with you
1: guys it's lovely to have you
2: yeah Yeah. we we, we've been playing a bit of phone tag and email tag haven't we stephanie um sitting this sitting this up uh but we're so delighted to have you both on the show just to explain to us a little bit about what the program is and and you know what it's trying to achieve um because it's so important and I wonder if you could just initially mindful that there'll be listeners who who aren't aware of what Odyssey House is and so on, just explaining a little bit of the, the context of you know how what what Odyssey House is and how Speed Freaks fits into it.
3: Yeah, sure, no, no, no problem. Um, so Odyssey House, um, in Christchurch is, um, we've got quite a large organisation, but specifically the organi- the part of the organisation that we are working with is, um, the adult residential program, and uh, it's basically, um, an AOD, um, program, so alcohol and drug, uh, residential program that um, we have, um, men coming into the program, and uh, a part of that. Program itself is um it's based on what we call a therapeutic model um, of intervention and with that it's about also getting alongside the gentleman and uh, working with them and that was where sort of we decided we needed to look a little bit around. Um, mental health and how we get people kind of out in the road and um, how can we do that? And that's where Speed Freaks came about. But I know, I mean, Ray's a part of the program and, um, you know, Odyssey House, I don't know if you wanted to talk about what it was like for you, the actual program itself.
0: Okay. Yeah. So um, I've been here in Odyssey for 10 months now. Um, uh, yeah. I've, I've struggled with addiction um, over the years um, and have also you know, um due to that not being able to engage in, in in playing sport a lot, um, as I was really good at sports. But um coming here, you know, and, and having the, the Speed Freaks as, as a as an option here, it's really good to get, get us out and clear our heads and and, you know, um help us, you know, um uh, connect with people here. And um mm-hmm. you know, over the time of being here there's we have a running coach that comes in and he he's comes in on his own accord. He's been here for two years and he takes us out twice a week and um, we do some, like, practice runs and stuff like that. And then we go and um, every now and again when there's um, events like the Christchurch Marathon or, or other running events, we attend that. And, um, you know, I I think that any sort of a sport is, is really good for, for your mental health and it can clear your head, you know. Um, but, yeah, the, yeah. the program... The program here is huge like it's what it's done for me i love this place and you know it's been able to give me a whole different outlook on life and um and and the biggest thing that i think that it's given me is, is to be able to believe in myself you know and um definitely having the, the option to be able to go out and run is um is really good and you know it's a the, the the people that we meet along that journey is is good and it's healthy you know it's um connecting with pro-social networks and and it's helping us a lot
1: and i guess kia right? it's matt here um I guess that's the, the one thing that struck me about um the concept of running as part of recovery is it's I mean, essentially running is delaying gratification, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And and that's I mean, when you look at addiction, when you look at things like that compulsive, r- very rigid, uh immediate gratification and, and something like methamphetamine or it, it it fills that void very quickly, but running is the I guess the antithesis of that, isn't
0: it? Yeah, definitely. It's um it's discipline um yeah and you know when we do a long run it's um you know I, I I'm not the fittest but you know to my my goal is when I run is, is to not is to be able to you know the time isn't a big big factor it's being able to complete the run and all the things that go through your head whilst you're doing that you know that's that comes into like the same with everyday life you know um my drug of choice was methamphetamine um from a very young age I grew up in Australia which was um it was a bit more widely available over there, um, but as you're on a run, you know, it's you're going through a lot of things in your head of, of you know, to progress. Um, you know, there's challenges, uh, so I definitely think that running is is a good discipline and 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 definitely helps with that um, that that gratification part of things.
1: And and what is the training program? I mean, let's get into the kind of the the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. What does the training program look like? Well, you know, it's uh, Jamie Hawker, isn't it? Your coach.
0: Yes. What's he got you doing? Um, so I'm, sometimes we'll just go for uh, you know just your your, your jog, yeah. But then other times he'll get us down the um, down to the parks and he'll set cones out where we'll do like a, a sprint for you know eighty eighty percent pace and then drop it back to a recovery pace and you know just trying to. There's been a few guys here that have done. There's a guy here that's done um, seven twenty one kilometer runs. So yeah, it's it's basically just. Um, Endurance training. Yeah. Mm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, Jamie's, uh, you know, it's been incredible because st- the speed freaks, it just kind of originated from the residents themselves. So we, um, we had, we decided we were going to do the city to surf and just had all the, the community go out to, you know, do it as a run. And, um, so we had some of them doing the six kilometer, you know, race and the 14 kilometer race three years ago. And from that, the men said, Can't we do this more often? And um, so what it was is that my passion is running. And uh, we had another staff member, um, Anna, who also really enjoyed running. So we decided we were going to get up in the mornings and go take the the men out for runs. And then from there, um, we just, you know, asked Jamie if he was available to just come do one talk about running. And from there, Jamie said, well, I can do more than just a talk. I can actually come in and volunteer my time. So from there, we actually then increased the running um, twice to twice a week. And, uh, you know, we've also got boot camp here and the men got access to a gym. But, you know, the the two weeks, two days a week um, training um, was really fantastic. And then from there, the first big race three years ago was in the Christchurch 10K or 21K race. And the men then had to prepare for that and they had to train for that. And the commitment is that if they do the race, they have to do the training. Um, so it's very much around the discipline thing about being able to work towards something. And uh, yeah, Jamie's been with us now for um, just over the two years. Fantastic! It's amazing. What are the main What are the main challenges
1: do you think that the and I open this question to both of you that the that the participants in the program face with you know something like beginning a running
0: program.
3: Mm.
0: I, I, su- I suppose um, you know, just belief, um, belief that they're able to be able to complete a race. Uh, and you know, I think if you know you get a situation where they've got a twenty-one kilometer race in front of them, and I, I think if they they can complete that, that they would feel that they can complete anything. You know, that's quite hard to um to you know commit yourself to that and and, and be able to finish a twenty-one kilometer race. And I, I definitely think that it does wonders for um. For your, for your confidence and, and your belief of of what you can do outside of that, you know.
1: And I guess that challenges some probably some quite deeply held and very uh, unconscious beliefs. Hey, in yeah, terms definitely. of worthiness or um, being able to ever do anything, and, and that perhaps substance or gambling, alcohol or other drugs might fill that. Hey.
0: Definitely.
3: Yeah, I think, and and I agree with Ray, it is about that self-belief. And, uh, I think, you know, that commitment to doing something and, uh, so I think the challenge is really worse. A lot of the men going, well, I used to be able to do this and I don't know if I'm capable of doing it anymore. Um, that's a lot of the question, you know, kind of the the conversations we have. And um, But they say the hardest thing is to get up, but the run itself is the easiest thing, you know. The hardest thing is to just kind of get up and get going. But once they've done the run, they feel like actually they've accomplished massively and then the nicest thing is about how the men start trying to challenge themselves um and their time so after we've had a couple of the races you know these kind of that um need to want to challenge their time and kind of work towards progressing on their times and um the most important thing is that they always get told by jamie is it's not about competing against anyone else but yourself and i think that correlates quite strongly with recovery you know you need a support to be able to get through recovery but ultimately the recovery is your own decision and um, your own journey, so it, it really correlates quite nicely um, with the running in the in the recovery process as well.
1: Stephanie, what's your what's your journey been with you know? How did you come to be working at Odyssey House in, in terms of your background and also your background with running? You've just done comrades. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. fairly arduous uh, <laughs> goal, isn't it?
3: <laughs> yes, no, it is. Um, uh, so, yeah, so um, just my background I'm a clinical social worker and um, I'm originally from South Africa. And uh, I've, you know, South Africa has the Comrades Marathon, and I think South Africa lives and breathes it. I but um, I, was, I was never an athlete um, in terms of running um, at all. But once I got to university, I, I had a lack of time and a lack of money. <laughs> so I thought what's the easiest thing to do is just to get on the road and go to run and manage, you know, um, just a bit of my own stress. And, um, you know, I was working quite a lot at that time. I was holding three jobs and paying for studies at that time. And I thought I need a bit of a way to kind of manage myself. And um, running became – something I really enjoyed, and from there, um, I was about 18 at that time, and then um, I decided running was not enough and to set myself a goal, and uh, so I said, set myself a goal that as soon as I finished my honours year, I would like to have completed a co- one comrades marathon, um, so my achievement was, if I can get through my studies, then I'll get through to start running um, comrades, and my first comrades I did, I was 22, and I uh, It just became a passion, Um, and I always wanted to give that passion over to someone else. And when I came through to Odyssey House, um, you know, with the therapeutic model of treatment, the biggest um, key principle and value of that is about it's not a clinical setting. It's really about getting alongside um the residents being a part of their community Mm. and doing things with them and i think that resonated hugely with me and i thought well i love running it's something i really enjoy and why not why not look at how i can give that back to a community of people um and so that's kind of where it started and i used to come in at six in the morning um and get the residents up um and we used to go in the morning run so um you know i came to new zealand about three years ago and um from there, I, you know, got the job with Odyssey House because um, my passion is mental health. Um, and I, you know, I've absolutely loved working along with the guys and then just being able to run with them as a part of my job. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a great, great gift to, to pass on. And Ray, what, what, what's your background in, in sport and, and had you run before you started in this program?
0: um so i was i i, I believe that i was i was born to be a runner um when i was younger i um i unfortunately i went traveled to my mother was a bit of a, a gypsy and we lived in australia and i i um went to over 16 different primary schools but it was really good for me because i i i liked it because i was able to have like two or three athletics carnivals a year. um <laughs> you know so i really enjoyed that and um i there was one time where I actually come runner up in the athletics carnival and I bawled my eyes out because I'd won every other one, every other event. But, um, you know, and I was really good at cross country and stuff like that, but I was quite short when I was younger. Um, once I um, got to about 16, 17, I, I got taller and, and um, shot up to over six foot. And then um, I became really good at sprinting and um, I had a really good start with um, rugby league over in Australia, but unfortunately um, my My, um, my drug addiction, um, took over that and, uh, yeah, I wasn't able to pursue, um, what I, what I believed that I was born to do, which was run.
2: Yeah. Mm. So it just, it just, it derailed any athletic, um, goals or or desires that you had.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I suppose now, like I, um, I, I I don't focus so much on running these days. I, I probably spend a bit too much time in the gym, um, lifting weights, but, uh, yeah, I, I can still I, I I enjoy going out and, and and doing the long distance and and challenging myself to that. But um, you know, I I'm over a hundred kilos and I, I believe that I can still run pretty fast uh, yeah. for over a hundred meters. Yeah, most
3: definitely he can.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's um, yeah, look, I just I kind of feel. I mean, I I I'm a mental health professional in my my day job. I'm a mental health uh, nurse, and you know it's so important I just sort of feel a bit speechless because you know for instance the ed that I work in there's been in the last week five or six presentations to the ed Mm -hmm. secondary to methamphetamine now not all of those are are strictly come through mental health you know this is people who are you know basically toxic with with the drug and 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 it's such a pernicious it's having such a pernicious effect it's so widespread within New Zealand now um Mm -hmm. And it's really, I just, I feel quite um, just honoured really that you guys are challenging both the narrative of, you know, uh, methamphetamine being something that you can't recover from Mm -hmm. and also that you're challenging that narrative in such a way that because you're doing something that is so, it's peaceful, it's Mm -hmm. pro-social and it's not, it sort of steps outside of the language of recovery in, in lots of ways, you know. It's not like yeah. you're, you're doing a 12 step or you're doing this, you know, you're actually doing something, you're, what am I saying? It doesn't define, it doesn't so much define you. Hey.
3: Yeah. And I mean, just, uh, just from my observation of that as well as um You know, I think the biggest thing is around, you know, you're talking about drug addiction and, um, you know, specifically, you know, in Ray's case around the methamphetamine. And often I think the individuals themselves, and I'm only speaking from what a couple of the men have said, um, is that, you know, they feel like, oh gosh, I'm just an addict. And just the kind of, you're talking about that narrative. And actually, I think this approach becomes more holistic in nature and it it kind of defies a bit of those. you know, those rigid boxes that people themselves and community put them in. And actually, now, you know, the running group creates the opportunity of connecting to community, breaking down that stigma breaking down the judgment um and you know you're talking about that pro-social network it's that everyone becomes you know the biggest thing for me in running is that once you're on the road you're all runners that's right um, yeah there's no there's no other you know just you know um, queries about where do you who wh- you know who are you what's your history everyone's there for the same purpose they all want to run they all want to gain something from it um and enjoy it and um I think it definitely crosses um, a lot of those boundaries and those social kind of judgments and stigma, you know, taking it out of just the clinical kind of um, work and taking it onto the road. It it definitely creates a a much better um, sort of wider or, or better connection with community.
1: How has the community response been?
0: It's been awesome. Like, we get got to, you know, everywhere we go, you know, it's, we feel like uh, myself being an addict, uh, like Steve said, I, I believe that when we when we go to events, um, we're, we're treated as one, you know, um, mm. which I think is really good. You know, as Steve said, when when you're all running, it, you all become one, and it does. I, I do believe that it takes away that stigma and, and you know, and, and, we're tr- and we're treated for, you know, as a human being and, and not just, a, you know, looked at as a drug addict
2: yeah yeah absolutely it's a great equalizer isn't it you know everyone's there with their you know it it just out on the road or or on the trail um Mm
3: -hmm. you know
2: trying to put one foot in front of the other like everyone else yeah
3: yeah and i think that's that for me is the biggest thing that you know this running group can offer and it has and um the community has i mean like jamie is a part of the you know he's the chairman of the port hills running club and um, we've gone to one or two events at the Port Hills Running Club as well, and um, I mean, we've gone, last year we entered over 12 running races for the year, and um, I think people start seeing, you know, speed freaks out in the community, and people's response has actually been really positive, they've Mm. they've wanted to support, you know, trying to help us pay for um, some of the uh, races, because a lot of the the races are self-funded, but sometimes the residents themselves, um, so they pay for it out of their own benefits or their own money, um, as well as us having to do fundraising with the residents um, and so the community have said well you know how can we help you with that so we've had support with you know gear um, some some of the, you know, guys that get um, pre-loved running shoes, um, which right. are really helpful. Um, but, and then, you know, as well, the community, just the general support. You know, when we are running, they're like, go oh, Speed Freaks. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of pride, you know, that they show to us. Um, but, yeah, the, the support and the, the community just welcomed the Speed Freaks into the running um, community overall.
1: I, I love the name. And I, mm. I remember the first time mm. I heard the name I was a little it's quite a confronting name you know because <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's reclaiming it isn't it because it's a really pe- like you you might say that normally mm. calling someone a speed freak it's quite a pejorative term isn't it it's a derogatory yeah. term and and, and you kind of you've you've claimed it back yeah you've claimed yeah. it yeah
3: it was interesting actually we were on a run and uh, it was run right in the beginning and. I even remember one of the residents who came up with the name so we're all on a run and we're saying right so we we really this is running stuff is becoming quite big you know so we got to come up with a name because we wanted to get some t-shirts done and um, so coming to the guys are giving some names and the one resident said oh Steph I think it might be a bit controversial um but what about speed freaks and I thought oh you know what like this is the whole point. People take it to a level where there's, you know, they, they think speed freaks, um, it could be seen as negative. But we exactly like you said, we wanted to claim it back and actually say, you know, it, just really mm-hmm. identify that actually, you know, we just need to see it for what it is. People here are in recovery, um, but we can it can be seen as two different Way So we just thought of it would highlight it a little bit more than being a little bit too soft. You know, we thought, oh, we'll yeah. definitely be nice with that name <laughs> well, coming from a, a rehabilitation program. Hmm.
1: I mean, I guess the thing is, isn't it? it it's, it's, it's authentic and it, yeah. it, it, it's reclaiming. And what it does is it helps to kind of knock down that stigma of, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's us versus them. That person's a drug user. That person's an addict. I'm not. When in, in reality... And I think, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I've been Mm. in mental health 20 times, uh, 20 20 years. It's it's there by the grace of God, go I. (laughs) You know, and if you recognize that you, very few of us have any control over what's, you know, what might happen. So, um, yeah, I think, and that, I mean, that's the way that we combat stigma, isn't it?
3: Definitely, and I think it has to be a bit more confronting. You know, how do we combat it? We have to confront it. We can't just kind of try and blend in. We have to actually, you know, name it for what it is and take ownership of that and be proud of, of um, Odyssey House and the residents and the Speed Freaks Running Group. And we need to be able to kind of stand out a little bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Ray, I wonder if I wonder if you wouldn't mind elaborating a little bit if you if you if you're okay on that about you mentioned you know how. Um, you know, your addiction derailed your, you know, your sporting ambitions. I wonder if you could just talk a little bit more about that and then, and then how, you know, how you transitioned back, how, you know, how, how, you, how running came back into your life, what the, you know, why, you, why you decided
0: to do it really. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I used to have periods of my, of my, my time where I was able to um to get clean and, and, put myself back into, back into sport. And, but eventually, um, you know, the, my addiction would eventually take over. Um, and, but I think I used to get the same feel good from, from, from sports and running, um, you know, which is a, and then I'll I'll, I'll become addicted to that, to the running and the sports, which I think was a much healthier addiction than, um, the methamphetamine addiction. But eventually, um, Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it it gets hold of you. Um, I have my family in Australia. Um, I lived over there for 21 years. And then, um, unfortunately, in 2017, I I was deported due to my drug use. Um, You know, so when I came over here, I I, I didn't have much family and stuff over here. Um, And I I, I was quite broken from being away from my family. So Mm. I I realized that I I really had to do something about my life. Um, You know, otherwise, my depression was you know getting quite severe where I was starting to contemplate suicide and stuff like that you know um so I was I was lucky to be able to to come to Odyssey and um and 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 learn from these people and and I just thought that the the running aspect of it was really great to be able to bring that back in and 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 show people that you know that that it's something that can clear your head and um and you know I I'm addicted to to um you know the gym and and, and going for a run each week and I, I get the same feel good that I that I did from from using um, from drugs, you know. And it's a, sometimes I feel like I um, I go into the gym too much and I uh, I train excessively, but I believe that you know that's a, a far better option um, than using methamphetamine.
1: Yeah, and that's really. I mean, yes, <laughs> first start. that's a really. Um... It's a really self reflective statement that you've made, you know because one of the things and it sounds like such a trivial you know in our community of 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 trail and ultra marathon runners, you know like um people do use it as an escape and as a as as an addiction and as something that they can neglect their family or something that they can neglect uh dealing with emotional states. But I guess it's a substitute, and and you know you're coming from a place where you know you lo- lo- like yeah you lost your livelihood you lost your farmer you were deported um, to what was essentially a foreign country even though you know you're you're from here um, yeah. The, the, yeah working out I mean it's got a it's got a place hey yeah so Definitely. finding that place yeah. yeah
0: yeah
1: and do you have aspir I mean of course you you must have aspirations but w- what does the what does the future hold for you?
0: Um, well, I, I believe that, you know, Odyssey House has really given me belief to go on and be able to do something good with my life. Um, I don't believe that I, I would be able to um, engage myself in any sport to a professional level, but I'll always engage in in some sort of, um, activities where, so I can, um, you know, gain those, those pro social networks and, and continue that. Um, you know, I, would really like to go out and play um, in a local competition in tennis, just to um, you know, you get a, you get a. There's two different crowds when when you get a a, te- a tennis crowd and then you get a a rugby crowd. You know, there's um yeah. <laughs> there's two different crowds. So I just really want to try and base myself around, you know, good supports and, and. But I do believe that the, um that I have a bright future ahead, and I believe that um Stephanie here is is has helped me well on my way to that. Yeah. Belief is the biggest the biggest thing I think. Yeah, brilliant.
1: And you also talk about and, and I think that's something that people, you know, for for the wider audience who might not realize is, is what you're talking about, is you're talking about one of the main challenges for you leaving the program is going to be maintaining uh networks that are pro social. So staying yeah. so staying away from essentially what is ready access to methamphetamine or whatever.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and I think, um, you know, if Ray was, I mean, Ray is the most incredibly um, insightful and um, highly self-reflective person, um, and that's one of his greatest qualities. And, you know, Ray, just talking about now wanting to go and, um, get into like tennis and go into a community of tennis. And, um, I think that's kind of, you know, talking about the confidence, you know, a lot of the men coming in here really struggle with their confidence and how Mm -hmm. they're going to be achieved. And, um, I think the integration aspect is the most challenging part of a program. Um, so we have a six month residential with then over and above that, then a um, six month integration program. And, uh, so with that, I think the biggest hurdle is that integration. But the, social, the the running really creates that ability of confidence and maybe start seeing themselves as a part of a community and, um, you know, starting to realise that maybe actually that it's not as judgmental if they don't get as stigmatised out in the community. And um, I think that that creates that, that confidence um, for the men.
1: Mm. I mean, and, and I guess, again, for the broad, for the broader audience, because you know, um, I know, you know, uh, how does one? How do you begin to rehabilitate someone from? You know, what are what are what are your cornerstones? So, if I turned up to Odyssey House and I was, uh, you know, addicted to this to methamphetamine, how does one begin to engage in the rehabilitative process? Hmm.
3: So um, generally what happens that we would look at, you know, if somebody had to come up and say we need some help, of course we would jump at that. And uh, generally what happens from there is that we would look at them going in for an assessment just to get all the information down that we – So we know what it is that we would like to be able to provide them. And from that assessment, if that's okay, then they get referred into our program. And depending, you know, where they're at, um, they might have to just go in for some detox. um, And then they come into our program. Um, And generally, it's quite simple as that. So generally, you go to um, here, it would be um, our central coordination services in Christchurch, which is um, Odyssey run. Um, Or they would be referred to our assessment team, um, which is ADAS. Right. Mm. And is the like you said, it, it,
1: so Odyssey is segregated on on gender, yeah?
3: Uh, so this specific one. So we've actually got this is our male program here in um in Christchurch in, in um the city area. And so we have a males only um a, a residence, and then we've actually just um got a female um residence out in machacarara Hikiti. Um so that's only just recently opened um as a female re um uh AOD residents at the moment and then uh you know then we have a youth program which is um mixed gender youth uh, male and female yeah. so that also on the premises here so we do have them all separate but yeah so ours is ours is male a male program.
2: Great. Ray, Ray and Stephen this is a question for both of you and I just wonder if um Ray you could talk about the first time you went for a run you be you became part of speed freaks and and if you can take us back there and talk talk to us about you know why you did it and and what what it was like and stephanie i wonder if you could talk about the the early days of speed freaks you know what what you know what it was like turning up at six o'clock was there much enthusiasm um you know did you have to rouse people from their beds so just just those sort of reflections if if you don't mind from
0: the two of you um okay so the first time that i went for a run i was thinking um what have I done? <laughs> and, yeah, I, we all know that I, I, um, I wasn't the fittest, um, but you know, uh, after being able to, I was, I was actually really proud of myself to be able to to run as, as far as I did that day, and um, you know, uh, it brought back that feeling of, of you know that, that you know we're running in a beautiful place. Um, we've got a really nice park down the road that we run around, and you know, it was just quite tranquil and. At, at, took me back to a, to a feeling of, of this is real life, you know what I mean like you don't need money or anything like that to be able to um get enjoyment and, and it really fulfilled that um, and obviously every time that i each time that, that we'd go out uh, so we'd do the two two training sessions a week, I progressed and and was able to get better and better at that, and um, I really thrive on, on being able to progress, you know yeah yeah
3: and i mean i I was witness to a lot of those runs with ray and um in the beginning and in the beginning he's like gosh this is this is um quite tough but he pushed himself throughout and now you have to catch ray (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know he's kind of right in the front there um you know with the newer residents who've come in and not as fit but ray is right out in the front and you know visually being able to observe that is incredible and uh you know, when we first started, um, yeah, it was it was an interesting uh, journey, but as I said, it was it was the residents who drove it. Uh so they were really keen. And I was like, Great, that would be fantastic. But yeah, definitely I think um when we started, it was the early mornings and uh, I'd get here just before six and um we'd have one or two who were quite keen and some of them would say, Yes, I'm coming, but they were still in bed. But the residents used to actually go up and go, No, we've committed to this, we said we're gonna do it. Um, So they would actually uh, rally each other up and get each other up in um, wanting to run. So once or twice I got here and there was no one up, but I would say eight times out of 10, um, the residents were up and getting ready and holding each other to account as well. Um, And it was interesting because we go on a Mariah trip uh, twice a year and with the residents as well. So the residents and staff all go stay at a marae as a part of our cultural aspect of our program. And the men said, now that we're on the Mirai, so if we're going to have to also get up, you know, so mm. we go run out and up in Port Levy in the hills there in the early mornings. So um, I think the, the, the men themselves find it hugely um, beneficial and um, they love to challenge themselves, as Ray was saying. So I didn't find that it was too difficult to keep the momentum because they've, They've really led it. And then as soon as new people come in um, to the program, they, they really start. Um, they say, come and join the running group. Come have a run with us. Um, so it's definitely morphed into something that's become a lot more the residents and they've claimed it. And it's just become a part of our program. Originally, it was sort of we decide which mornings we come in and let's do it. But now it's actually um, during the day. And uh, it's actually come a, a part of our daily schedule and part of our program, um, and we feel that it's not separate to the actual recovery program that we set out every day. so it's really become a lot more integrated
2: that's fantastic. yeah, that's an that's important point to make, isn't it, that it's not yeah. just a, an add-on or a thing. It's actually, no. it's actually part of the process. Yes,
3: yeah, because I think you know we you know we we try to make it like a lot more. I think holistic, and I think we realize that probably if we bring it into the day program, it you know the people who potentially can't wake up that early in the morning, um, it actually then you know and they feel like it's an addition to the actual running of the day. Um, I think it was a really good move. Jamie suggested it himself, saying, "Well, why don't I come during the day? The guys, you know, they'll be up, and it becomes a part of that program." And and we did, and I think that we've gained a lot more traction. Um, and a lot more of the guys going, oh, great, yep, so this is a part of our program, this is what we have on offer, Um, in addition to, you know, all the other aspects of our program, Um, yeah. yeah, I think
1: that's a, and again, that's a really, um, that sense of, you know, moving from an exercise, in terms of exercise and mental health, it can be Mm -hmm. something that we've seen in, in mental health services that it just becomes another stick to beat people with. You know, it just becomes another thing that we, we're telling as a service, you know, we're telling mm-hmm. people who are using our service, or people who we're serving, let's be more appropriate, you yeah. need to be doing this, you need to be doing this, you need to be doing this. Yeah. That sense of, you know, there's there's runs where I don't feel like running, and I'll get up in the morning My. because I've told Eugene, or I've told, yeah. you know, we've told each other that we'll go and do it, and we'll meet up.
3: Mm-hmm. And, and that's a very
1: normal human thing, hey? Oh,
3: totally, hey? <laughs> yeah, very normal. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So where do you so once someone leaves the program, because I, I imagine that must be quite challenging. So, you know, if if say and and we have our regular, you know, our regular crew that we run with most weeks, if I moved away from that, I'd find that quite challenging. Once a resident leaves the program, yeah. what happens then in terms of them running? Are they still allowed to be in contact with the group or are they still allowed to, to come for runs, or is it once you're out of the program that's you?
0: Well, we um, there's a so once you finish the treatment phase here here at the Odyssey House at the residential, um, you you don't actually graduate for another few months after that. Um, where which is a really good part of this program, they give there's a reintegration house where um, so you move out of this place and then you and then you go to a house, uh, just a normal house that Odyssey has got where um, some of the guys can go there and and start working and stuff like that. And um, if they're not working, they're to keep. To keep coming back to the program um every day and and helping with with the guys and you know uh, we've got a guy that's at the reintegration house he's been there three months and and he's still um connected with the program and still comes and does the runs um when we do the the events and um also comes and does the training as well that's awesome
1: training. so it's yeah. not that case of it and, and i guess that's a really kind of uh common mm-hmm. sense approach that it's not like you're in this community and then suddenly one day, oh, your time's up, you're out. You're out, yeah.
3: Yeah, and I think that's what we're really trying to, you know, we're really trying to get it to that point, you know, like everybody's saying, one of the reasons to keep coming back and he's a part of the races and part of the training because that's the commitment he's made and um, I think it's the community. And I think, you know, we um, have said that, you know, once people have gone through the program and they have you know, going back out into the community, we've asked them to come through and do some races or meet us up or come do some mm. training if they can and we've had that um, happen before with the men of just maintaining that connection and it's it's you know, once they leave the actual residential side, it doesn't mean that they don't um belong once you're a speed freak member, you're a member for life. Um, so we kind of say, you know, and they have their t-shirts and we say, you guys are always welcome, you know, meet us um and we'll, you know, come for a run and come to the actual races. And we have had that um a couple of times. That's Fantastic. awesome. Yeah.
1: That's really, really amazing. <laughs> so
2: do you have events? I think I think you guys ran an event recently and do you have any events
0: coming up? Um, yep, so we ran in the um the governor's bay to Littleton event, which is a 10-kilometre race. Um, um, How'd that pre- go? Yeah, no, it was good. It was um, quite cold, but, um, you know, once you start running, you, you warm up. Um, yeah, it was really good. And, and just to see a few of the guys to be able to better their times from their previous run. Um, we, I think the one before that was the Christchurch Marathon. Um, most of the guys just just chose the 10Ks, but um, there was a couple that done the, the 21Ks to um, see if they could better their t- better their times from last time. Yeah. That was a cold day, wasn't it? Christchurch was Marathon. It. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I think, um, and it's incredible because now, you know, I think the community of runners start recognizing us because we've done, you know, Christchurch Marathon. We've done City to Surf this year. We've just done now the Governor's Bachelor Littleton. We've done all of those for three years now. So it's our third time going back. And um, our next one that we're kind of training for is the Crater Rim.
1: Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a race that I am – Really keen to come yeah. down and do like Love to I come and do that. Just it sounds, it sounds incredibly good.
2: And Jamie is the race organizer, isn't he?
3: Yes, yeah. So that, that that's an incredible part of it. Is Jamie, you know, our running coach? Um, he is the race organizer, and he's organized it, and he's quite passionate around it, and really challenged us. I remember last just him saying, you know, come do the crater room. Um, and, again, you know, it, it's the residents have to self-fund it um, and pay for it. And so, I mean, you have a lot of committed residents here as well. And uh, so we went through and did that. And, um, you know, Jamie was saying it's a bit different because we've done a lot of road racing but not much trail racing. Damn. And uh, the trail was quite um, a mean feat. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? Um, <laughs> so
1: it's it not comrades, kind of yeah, really, we've,
3: really great.
1: Yeah. We've had Scotty Hawker, who's Jamie's yeah. son, on the on the podcast, um, and you know, talking about his sort of journey and 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 his achievements and and everything mm-hmm. like that. But certainly a, a, a well storied uh, what a well storied family in the running, yeah. Yeah. Know, and yeah. actually giving you know that sense of I guess that sense of like. Yeah, typifying this what this community should be about is actually giving back. Yeah, and yeah. giving back quietly as well. You yeah, know, not, like just giving back Yeah, not standing on a hill waving a flag. St- yeah. yeah, just yeah. Do what but this is a question for both of you? Have you got any sort of goal races coming up? Hmm. I mean, I oh, know there's the crater rim, have you but have you got one thing that you're training for beyond that or
0: um I suppose we um we need to uh, uh, Myself, I haven't um, put my focus on anything further than the crater rim um, due to the fact that when we went and done the training for the, we've been doing training for the crater rim, it's quite a task. So, <laughs> but, yeah, so um, yeah, definitely just at the moment, um, the focus is how, yeah, getting the training done for that and um, hoping that we can, uh, yeah, run in that successfully. And what distance are you doing, Ray? Um, well, I I suppose I've only just been doing the 10 kilometre runs, but um. I feel that I'm starting to get fit enough now to be able to um, do a half marathon. So I'd, I'd really like to be able to challenge myself to be able to do that. Um, yeah. And I think that'd be, that'd do my, my confidence um, a world of good. Fantastic. I think yeah. if you
1: were able to knock off the 21K at the Greater Rim, yeah, that's a mighty achievement. Absolutely. That's, that's... that's a badge. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: How, how do you find running on the trails? What, you know, how, how is it different for you and, and, and what does it mean to you to run on the trails?
0: um i suppose it's you know the, the the setting of it is is you know it's for me it's 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 where you're running and and the scenery around that you know um and up there it's just absolutely stunning you know especially if it's a nice day it's 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 yeah i i prefer to run in something like that as opposed to the Christchurch marathon you know mm. um, yeah just because it's a lot more tranquil 100%
1: with you there, I, do you know? And to be honest, I've never done a road marathon. Um, in fact, we're doing one in three weeks. Kind of runs oh, on the of. beach as well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, and it'll be my first. It'll be my first road marathon. It'll be Eugene's umpteenth hundredth. But
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so there's obviously um, you know you're obviously more of a trail runner, and um, Eugene's more of a road runner. It sounds like. No, I think Eugene's.
1: A, 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 I've a been board. doing it a long time. Yeah, and I, I mean oh, I, I, I do can't. run on the roads. I like I like. I mean, I'll run anywhere I'll, I'll on anything, but, you know. Yeah, it's just that joy of running, isn't it? It doesn't
2: – I mean, it kind of – we talk to people, you know, who are just trail runners, who are just road runners or whatever, but, mm. but actually it's all the same, isn't it? You're running. You're in your head. Yeah, that's
3: right. Yeah, I think um, I think that's it. You know, it's running and uh, it's as Ray was saying, you know, up in the you know, Port Hills Crater Rim is, you know, it's, like, um, it's the most beautiful and tranquil um, scenery, you know, and being able to be one with nature up there. Um, it just kind of brings you back to reality and it kind of just resets. You know, that's what I love about it. It's just resetting my buttons for the day and gives me all that energy. And uh, I think the nice thing as well is just being able to, you know, run with the residents myself. You know, my experience is just being able to go out with them and being able to relate to them on a totally different um, playing field as opposed to being Mm -hmm. in, you know, the residential setting. Um, It just breaks down a lot more barriers and being able to connect a lot better. And I think that's with anyone. Like, you know, when we run, it's lovely to talk and it's lovely to connect and it's lovely to just be alongside someone. Um,
1: Mm. And that, that for me is, it's really a joy that I'm finding. Is there a, I mean, for the residents who are Maori, you know, running on in back in nature, is, is there that sense of, and you know, you talked about, you know, you guys go on uh, wānangas to marae, Mm. that sense of, I guess, reconnecting with the whenua, with the land. Is, is that anything you've
0: noticed? Yeah well I, I think you know um I grew up in Australia so coming back to New Zealand and and not knowing much about um my my background you know I think you know everyone wants to know who they are you know yeah. and where they've come from um and you know we we have a um, a multicultural group here um we do it on the Tuesdays and you know just being able to to find out like learn our whakapapa papa and mm. And be able to to find out who we are, and and as our um, our matua says, you know, how how is anyone going to know who you are if you don't know yourself? Mm. Um, but yeah, I think you know, some of the, like the, the marae that we go to over in Port Levy, um, when there's a few of us Maldives there, that it, we all sort of come together because it's just such a beautiful place, and 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 we're very lucky to be able to you know to have uh, New Zealand as our country, I believe.
3: Mm. Yeah, and I think um, definitely that, you know, because I think, you know, a lot of the stuff is around reconnecting to Mother Nature and, and to, to the land and stuff. And um, I think, um, you know, just a reflection is that the men really love just being outdoors, you know, and being able to just reconnect. And I think that running just really gives them, them that opportunity, especially when it's up in the hills or it's down by Port Levy where it's just it's – you're just surrounded by nature, you know. There's um, mm. definitely a stronger connection, I believe, that comes from that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, you mentioned that um, that you, you find important and you value um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: running alongside running alongside the men, and and, and yeah. you have that different relationship. And that's so true mm-hmm. of running, isn't it? As oh, we yeah. often talk about that, um, you know, as guys, sometimes we find it difficult to talk. Um, mm. But when you're running, something breaks down and, and you, you, you find yourself being able to open up to people in a way that you wouldn't necessarily if you were sitting across from them. Mm. Ray, do you, do you yeah. find that? Is there, is there a, something that happens when yeah. you're running alongside? You know, are your relationships different because of, you know, b- different with people you've run with because you've run together?
0: I, I, you know, I haven't really thought about that until you've just mentioned it, and I, I must say that I, that I do understand what you mean. You know, um, there's been a few conversations that I have had with with people that you know that you wouldn't usually have, um, especially mm. with Steph and and a couple of the other staff members. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I do believe that you do um seem to open up, and um, you know, it's, I, I, I suppose when you're running, you feel that you maybe it might be something to do with you're not feeling judged, you know, as it's yeah. Like, like as you all run together, you know, and and like we were saying earlier, uh, as becoming one, and I I feel that yeah, it is um definitely something that as you said that um I can identify with is is being able to open up whilst running, yeah, yeah. It's
1: just I don't know what it is. It's just it's um well, I, it's autonomous. I I know what it is. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's called <laughs> autonomous intimacy, right? And what it is, and I guess it's a it's a it's a pro social thing of, of of like when people use drugs together. You know what it's you you're both there doing something, and it's yeah. perhaps exciting mm-hmm. and it's it's not without its challenges and you're sharing the experience when you're mm-hmm. running, you're doing the same thing, so it's mm-hmm. almost you're stripping away that boundary yeah, and, yeah. I with,
3: and I think with that, and it's exactly that, and I feel like for myself you know working i I worked predominantly prior to this in a, a strong um medical model clinical setting and um which it was it was great it was a good foundation, good learning, but coming into a therapeutic community here you know, where the ethos and the values are about being able to work alongside, that you're a part of a community. Um, and I think the running, you know, I was like, this really resonated with me, as I said before. And when I run with the guys, you know, I can have conversations on a human level Um yeah. 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 and being able to connect more, you know, because we're all, again, on that run, we're, we're actually gearing towards the same goals. So it's not a staff member or a clinician and, you know, a client or a patient or a resident. It's just that we are, on a human level, but in that being able to connect and support, you know, for myself, support somebody in their recovery journey, um, but on a very different level where you're saying there's no boundaries, the, I mean, the boundaries are kind of broken down, um, and we, we're able to really just, um, yeah, I, I yeah. we Yeah, we're just runners, and that's it. Yeah. And
1: I love, and I, because and, I, I think as a clinician, mm. and I, I'd be keen to get both of you, I think we get... Uh, we get therapeutic boundaries a little bit mixed up sometimes in terms of you know oh that's a, you know a therapeutic boundary like for my mind you are running you are you have a strong, boundaryed relationship mm. and you are there yeah. because you know everyone knows why they're there and the goals you can within that engage mm. in something like running which is absolutely part of, integral to the program and 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 that's the the binding thing. Mm. Whereas in the past people might have gone oh it 's a, it's a boundary issue, you know you wouldn 't want to, to right. do that, but I guess it talks about that thing that with the medical model it's it 's deficit based isn 't it mm, mm,
0: very like I, was, yeah. <laughs> I
1: was chatting to a doctor at my work before my last mm. race, and I told her what I was doing, and the one thing that she said is well you 'll probably get an ischemic es- gut like basically <laughs> like all she all she had in her head was this is what 's going to go wrong or this is what 's mm. going to." She couldn't see the wonderful potential for self-growth, challenge, you know, all Mm -hmm. that
3: stuff. I mean, I suppose there's a place always for medical model and and it was, you know, great and it's created that good foundation and created that sense of boundaries within a professional working relationship, but... um, you know, when you're running, obviously you're still mindful of that, but I think, you know, it, it does become, I, I, I find, my, my experience, and I mean, I can't speak for Ray, but um, I think that the relationship becomes a lot stronger um, being able to, you know, when you're running with someone and just talking to them, um, it, it doesn't feel so forced. It becomes more natural. Yeah. And I guess for you as
1: mm-hmm. as well, Stephanie, you know, like you're working with a group of people who are finely tuned Like their radar is the best at picking Mm -hmm. up perceived rejection, abandonment and non-authentic engagement because that is largely the environment Mm -hmm. in which they've come up in, right? And for the fact that you're, you're engendering trust because you're turning up you're not saying go round, run around the block five times, you're running around the block five times with them, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's that sense of you're, you're, you're walking with them or running with them is, is more germane. Mm-hmm.
3: I'd like to hope
1: that, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And I think that, that can be incredibly cha- I, mean, I mean, I guess that's the thing, eh? when we think about this, it's easy to say, yep, okay, these dudes, you know, we get Ray up and Ray's smashing it. he's going for a run. Mm-hmm. But the challenge therein, is so much greater and I think that's what people yeah. perhaps don't get in terms of yeah. overcoming addiction or overcoming anything is that level of challenge
0: yeah definitely I, I think you know that um, we are on a journey to, to, to better ourselves and you know and the staff are on that journey with us like you said like you they're running with us, whether whether it be in a, in a classroom or or running out on the road, that they are with us, and um, we build a really strong connection with them, um, you know. And I feel that you have to to be in the position that Stephanie that Stephanie is in um, to be able to connect with the residents. You know, it's it's got to be a special place to be able to, you know, you you do have to join join forces and 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 run that journey with them through the whole thing. And um, you know, I, I could imagine when. Um, and residents would leave you know it'd be quite hard for them at times because they've built a bond over this time and um and you know when i i mean i couldn't be more thankful for for a lot of the staff members here that have that have um you know helped me throughout my journey here but you know it's definitely a job where they um they're with us and and they, we all do it together which is which is really good brilliant brilliant
2: you you mentioned um you know the, the help and I guess uh we've got a captive audience here of listeners who who are are trail runners and and are interested in in what you guys are doing how how can the wider community help help you guys how can mm. how can how can our listeners how can we help
0: what you are doing with speed freaks i i suppose that, um You know, uh, I mean, if people were to see us, you know, it's it's just to treat us as as one, you know, as as equals. And, um, you know, I believe that there's good and bad in every department. Um, Mm. You know, uh, yeah, it'd be good to just, uh, when we're in um, go-to runs and stuff like that, that people do treat us as one. But, you know, I suppose for myself that if there was anything that I'd want from the community um, looking at us here at Odyssey House is just to treat us as equals and, and believe that there is good people in addiction.
3: Mm. I think my extension to that exactly, as Ray said, you know, we've been welcomed so so openly by community and, and I suppose just encouraged that we can continue to do that. And I think the other thing is just around, you know, just putting it, it out that if community, we've had, um, you know, Shannon Lee Litt has come and done a couple of trainings with the guys as well. Um okay and she's, I mean, incredible, and um, you know, she, she knows some of the gentlemen through her own work, specifically, and then obviously her love for running, and Jamie has done that as well, and I suppose it would just be encouraging that if community wanted to come and join us, you know, we, we would love just that being, you know, love that um, support, and just coming for a run with us, or wanting to share their own experience, that would be an incredible um, part, we do get a lot of support, you know, through different race organisations, um, organisers as well, you know, um, and that would you know in terms of trying to enter the races you know um, mm-hmm. we do get support around that and just saying you know um can we see what we can do to drop you know lower the fees on that and um because as i said it is self-funded and a lot of the men come here with nothing um, mm. and i think that's the biggest thing you know that one time that you know we we're out in the rain and we we're like oh we'll go for another run but realizing the guys don't have running shoes um they don't have running gear um, so some guys are going out in their really nice shoes to go run um, or even no running shoes at all. Um, so it's really understanding that this has come from a place where the men want to do it but sometimes aren't physically able to do it because they don't have the appropriate running gear or, or running shoes. So, Um, just any support that would be able to just maintain this this program that we have. And we have had that support, which is we're so thankful, and we just we'd love, you know, continued support with that.
1: And if people, I mean, here's a call to arms, here's a call to action. If people did want to contribute, how would they Mm. get in touch with you?
3: Um, So they're welcome to phone myself, Stephanie um, at Odyssey House, or or just actually emailing me. um, So that would just be through my email address, um, which is stephanie.s at odysseychch.org.nz uh, and just emailing um, us and being able to say we'd love to be able to help you. Okay. so
2: And that, that's, that can be um, in terms of coming along. It can be in terms of practical things yeah. of, you know, maybe providing shoes, maybe providing clothing. Um, you know, you mentioned race entries. So there's a variety of ways that people can actually, you know, practically help what you guys are doing.
3: Definitely. I mean, you know, we it would just be grateful, you know, with whatever way we can. Um, and as I said, the men are so motivated themselves that they do their own fundraising um, as much as they can. And 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 other times they've really wanted to do a race and had to self fund. That's um, brilliant. You know, and that's on a benefit, so mm. they really motivated to do that. But at the same time, for us to keep it going, um, because it does give give back so much within our program. um, you know, just having people come along or, or support in any other way, we would be so so grateful for that as well. Mm.
2: Have yeah. you have you guys have you heard of um, Skid Row Marathon?
3: No. no. Ah,
2: okay. We're gonna we're gonna work a way to get this to um, screen in Christchurch somehow. There's a there's a there's a movie called Skid Row Marathon, and okay. it's about a judge in the in in Los Angeles, and he worked he worked in a in a drug court in Los Angeles, and so he kept on seeing people. He just kept on having to sentence people to, you know, jail or, or, or programs. Mm-hmm. And one time, at some point, he just thought, I've got to go and see what's happening here. And he went down to an addiction program um, at, on Skid Row and thought, what can I do to help? Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's one thing for me to send people, but but what else can I do to help? Ha- you know, what, what can I actually do to help these people? And he's a runner, and so he started running. And he started a running p- club on Skid Row at, wow. at, at this addiction clinic. And um, it's grown, and he now supports people to run marathons, and um, and it's the same sort of concept as what mm-hmm. what you're mm-hmm. talking about with Speed Freaks. Um, yeah. And th- th- there's a movie about it, um, which I haven't seen. It hasn't come to New Zealand yet, but it's it sounds like it would be a fantastic thing to um, – you know, to see and to maybe do mm-hmm. something around, yeah, yeah.
3: That sounds wonderful. That sounds yeah. really great. It just, show, I suppose, it also just shows that, you know, I think, um, you know, running is is um, it's cross cultural and it's yeah. cross language. There's no kind of um, boundary to it. You know, yeah. you can cross anyway. So that's an incredible journey. Wow. Yeah.
2: And oh. and and as you know, as, we, as we've talked about, you know. He's a judge. He's usually, you know, on a, on a pedestal in a court, um, you know, literally judging people, and yet, and yet here he is. He just gets down on people's level and runs. You know, um, there's some some amazing messages in it, isn't there? Very inspiring, yeah. Oh, the
1: journey of running, yeah. Okay, well, look, we've kept you guys for far too long. Personally, I mean, I, I feel no, I feel uh, you've been so generous with your time, and also, you know. Ray, especially to you, brother, this, you know, this isn't just talking about going for runs. This is, you've yeah, been so generous and, and courageous, story. and I thank you so much. I feel privileged to have spoken to you. Ray, we ask, and I'll ask Stephanie after, we ask one thing of everyone who comes on Dirt Church Radio, and that's, Ray, what's been your greatest run ever? Um, it doesn't have to be a race. It doesn't have to be, you know, it's just a run that's really sung to you and resonated with you.
0: Um, well, if it is running, I, um, once ran a hundred meters in 11 seconds, 39. Wow. Wow. How old were you? Know? you? Um, I was 21. Yeah, oh, that's,
1: that's no slouch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, um, you know, my, 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 the thing that I value the most in life is, is family. You know, if there's anything that I can, you know, my greatest—if it didn't have to be running, you know, it, it come down to my family and 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 um, you know, it, it's very hard um being in a different country to to my daughter um, but yeah, um, I really enjoy enjoy running. I enjoy all sports. Um, I I love it, and it's you know it's healthy, and and it, I get a really good feel out of it, and it's my passion.
1: That's amazing. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thank you for sharing your story with us and yeah, well, the uh, listeners of Dirt Church Radio. That yeah. is amazing. Wow. Stephanie, what about you? What's been your greatest run ever?
3: Gosh, uh, it's hard to pinpoint one. I have feeling like I should tell you about heaps of them. But uh, um, <laughs> one that really stands out for me quite strongly is um, I, it was this year, was um, actually at the Comrades Marathon um, this year. And uh, I've been away from South Africa for three years and uh, I wanted to go back to run it again and it was my sixth one this year and i hadn't had much training um but the training i did do was alongside with the, the residents as well you know running and preparing and um i went actually to run comrades this year um in in the purpose of it was really just around to um acknowledge my dad who had passed away um two years ago and um I just felt like I needed to connect back to my home country and to, um, you know, my roots, which was South Africa. And uh, I ran the Comrades Marathon in a very, in not my best time at all. Um, but it was really around the sense of purpose about being able to run it. So I feel that that was really important to me. And But at the same time, it was linked to the runs that I'd done here with the Speed Freaks in preparation. I felt like they were a part of that journey with me from the beginning. So I'd say this year was my best one.
1: Fantastic. So you carried them with you?
3: I did. They were really much on my mind the whole way thinking, um, you know, I've done this journey with them and been running alongside them and they've contributed to um, me being able to run the comrades. Um, So they were with me in heart the whole way. And um, yeah, so I really I held them quite dear to me um in my run and having you know around that cultural aspect of um you know the maori culture about connecting to your land and connecting to your roots and um about i just had to go do that and um just you know um run for my dad this year yeah
2: yeah mm. we, ne- we never run alone do we
3: no no i think yeah. always with a purpose hey mm. yeah thank you so much pleasure oh guys you've been amazing and i just i appreciate your time as well and just taking such interest in our running group <laughs> Well, um, look, anything. Incredible.
1: I mean, I think, and this is the nitty gritty. Anything that we mm-hmm. can. I mean, we we realise that you know running's about so much more. Running is universal. Running is peaceful mass participation. I say that all the time. It's non-violent direct action, and it's healthy, mm-hmm. and it brings us all together. And anything that we can do to help, and anything that we can do to engage around the fact that you know, running just isn't a white polite sport as well, because, you know, let's face it, (laughs) our target audience, uh, we will do. So thank you both so much. No
3: worries. Well, thank you guys so much and um, all
1: the best on your race. Thanks, it'll be fun.
2: Wow, yeah, so I think, yeah, we talked about call to action during the chat and beforehand, but you, know, you can get involved in various ways, helping out the speed freaks. And as runners, we are often very privileged and we can share that privilege, whether that be, as Matt said, gear, uh, maybe it's uh, helping with race entries, um, maybe it's getting involved with what Jamie's doing and helping out with coaching maybe it's just mentoring maybe it's just cheering people on when you yeah, see them in that's always. the thing
1: and i think that's the thing with addiction it's 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 mental health and you know has a massive stigma around it and addiction is seen as something that is in some way a choice that we make and yes while it might be some way a choice uh people don't become addicted to methamphetamine or alcohol or anything else just because they really like the taste of sherry at 10 in the morning there's obviously something else going on for the most at the time. And yeah. we need to uh, be aware of that and, and help to promote recovery and inclusiveness. And so yeah, yeah, break down barriers. Hey, the
2: movie I mentioned, Skid Row Marathon. Yes. Between oh, the judge. Goodness me. So I will put the link to the trailer in our show notes. We've gotta find a way to get that movie down to New Zealand. Perhaps, Further,
1: faster, perhaps, show it at the show. Yeah.
2: Shop. Perhaps there's a fundraiser for speed freaks something we've got to do something with that with that marathon, with that uh movie it's fantastic yeah. by the looks of it i haven't seen it myself i've seen the trailer i've heard an interview with the judge who sounds incredible and we it seems such a fits in so nicely with what the speed freaks are doing yeah let's do it come on there must be someone out there who can figure this out for us and help us help them yeah yeah so Thank you, Speed Freaks. Thank you, Stephanie and Ray, especially yeah. especially Ray. Uh, yeah. Well, no, especially Stephanie as well. You know, it's it's you know, fantastic that they both came on, and we really, really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We're on social media at Dirt Church Radio. Email dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. Oh, did you see the email we got last week? You know how we ask always ask for feedback. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Do you yeah. even love running? Do you even like? Do you even know the sport? hard rock? H R stands for hard rock. Yeah. Calm you can find too. us on iTunes, Stitcher. That was Andrew McDowell. Who yeah. Did you bake? Did you bake? And other podcast platforms, and you can download direct from the Spotify. website. At, huh? Spotify. Spotify. Yep, I should write that in our show. You should. We always... <laughs> <We're Churchy. Churchy. laughs> <laughs> com, and if we're not where you want us, let us know. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us. Also, if you like what you see, please spread the love. It would be greatest if many people uh, heard the show as possible and for that, we need your help. Don't forget to write in with your greatest run ever. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks to our sponsors, Ultraspire, Further Faster, Cieli, Spring Energy. Uh, thanks to our editor, Kieran, and congratulations on the b-ball and we've got another really great guest, Lined up for next week. Yeah, really great, banging. Mm, totally. So tune in then. So kā kite a popo and take care and um, yeah, Ki ora for tuwiki or tureo Mori. Kā kite.
2: Thanks, Rigby.